It's go time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the MSP Initiative. I have uh, some good friends of mine here that uh, have decided to, you know, kind of bring back some of the love from the Channel Strong 2.0 tour. We have, of course, uh, once again, Mr. Patterson, no beard this time. Yeah, I decided to uh, clean up after the tour. Uh, and we have our friends Beth and Marie from Rocket Cyber. How's everyone doing, guys? We're great, great. George. How about you? Oh, uh, you know, it's actually 70-something degrees here in Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm not going to complain. I heard you welcome the weather. I mean, I'm, I'm walking outside with a new jacket, and I'm, like, got the windows down. I mean, that's a, that's a win in my book. Yeah, especially now. Yes, like 74 today. degrees today and sunny. I couldn't believe it. You have <laughs> Same here, weather. George. Same here. So, um, down here, though, where we're at. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, you're both based out of Texas, right? Yeah. That is correct. But how, is, how is the great state of Texas doing? <laughs> are, uh, warm as usual, uh, not very cold at all. So our high is like 77 today, low is 64 or something like that. So okay, very nice yeah. weather, very similar to yours. So we must have brought you some Texas weather on the show. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Keep on bringing it. I mean, as long as I can take it, I'll take it. Yeah. Absolutely. I told them, George, I showed them the snow or, or right before this, George, that I had last week to show them what New England's all about. You know, complete snowstorm last week that said we were not going to get any snow. And then we got completely buried. <laughs> Two days later, it's 80 and sunny and there's no snow. Um, you, know, well, you, know, you know what, Ken? Boston's in, Boston's in that part of the country where the weather is uh, really un unpredictable i don't know how the weather yeah, people up there get paid i surely Me wouldn't either. pay them a lot of money so <laughs> hey that's all. the same way in texas though so we we do the same thing we go from like really hot one day to freezing and sleet and snow so yeah in the same yeah no, but your 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 winters aren't as bad i think <laughs> but our no. summers are very hot uh yeah true that's true so like i feel like the tour was like six months ago but it was only actually a couple weeks there's been a lot that has happened since then which is good it's uh it's playing catch up and getting back in the game it makes it feel like it's it's been forever and honestly, yeah i mean a week a week or two on the road i mean all of a sudden you're uh you don't even you, you don't you're, you almost don't even realize how backed up you are until you get back right yeah how was that for you by the way i'm sure crazy i mean <laughs> It's always crazy. <laughs> like having done the first two, right? Like I feel like I never got caught up. And if you talk to some of the people that I work with on a regular basis, they may, they may actually tend to agree more than not on that. But uh, what are you gonna do? Hey, just we felt it too. So both of us were feeling it. Yeah, yeah, just keep on chip, just keep on chipping away until you're all done, right? Exactly. Can't stop. Exactly. So, you know. One of the things that me, yeah, me and Ken obviously were on both both sides of this tour, right? August and uh, October, and we keep on kind of thinking back to, hey, you know what what's different between the two? I know the world's slightly different, right? Because time has passed. Um, you know, if you think back to you know August versus October, right? A couple months now we're we're in November. We're in like that final sub sixty days of the year, right? And like you're looking towards, you know, really honestly. Um, 
you know, what, what is it going to take to get to the end of the year kind of thing? And you're like, well, George is coming one way or another for sure. But based on how everything went this year, I feel like 2020, and I know it's been said a thousand times exponentially. Um, it's obviously not normal year. Um, I feel like, you know, we, we've already started talking about next year, but like from the MSPs that you've talked to and all of you have, cause we all do on a regular basis every day, where are things right now? Right? Like we went on the tour. I, you know, I would love to hear what your opinion was of the people you talked to in person versus the people that you've talked to on the phone or via zooms or whatever. And like, what is the state of play now on November 10th, 2020, whoever wants to go first. I'll just say Beth and Marie can go first, but this is great because it's the tale of two weeks because Marie was on the first week of the tour and Beth was on the second week of the tour. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm going to be willing to bet there's going to be a lot of similarities, but I'll let you two answer that question first. I'll let Marie go first since she was on the first week. Overall engagement. Just like just like the state of play, right? Like how are people doing now versus earlier in the summertime? And like, do you, you know, what's changed? Do you feel, you know, everything's stable? Do you feel like people are in a better place, worse place? Like generally speaking, what, what was your feel? Yeah. Well, I, I think stability, we can throw that one out. I don't think there's any stability that has occurred yet. I think we're still looking for that moving forward. Um, however, the I think the amount of activity that all the MSPs are experiencing are more at a high level because now there's just more like security threats or or you know whatever the case may be that they're now having to find solutions or better solutions for their clients. So um, I I would say that there would be so just busyness and you know, seeking what, what other, some better solutions. And I think it was the right timing for Rocket Cyber to go out there to be able to have the opportunity to kind of just show who we are, um, either introduce who we are for new people or just kind of reintroduce, you know, look look how we've grown and, and move forward. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's, you know, timing is everything, right? Yeah. Um, Beth, what, what's your thoughts? What's your, what's your feel on, on the vibe of, of where everything is at right now? Well, definitely, um, COVID was definitely a huge topic at all of the events. Um, every single one we went to, everybody talked about it. It was definitely the topic of most conversations or how are you doing through this? Which, I mean, we want to know. We want to know, hey, has things progressed? Has it gotten any better for you? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Because honestly, that is truly what we're, we're worried about for them is, is your business going to be okay after all of this happens and after we get to a spot that it's okay? And a lot of the conversations we were having is people were like, yeah, we're pulling through this and it's, it's, uh, we're starting to see movement and growth. A lot of people did a lot of marketing during it. So they're seeing that come into play. So that is a huge aspect on that side. The conversations that we're having, people are getting ready for 2021. So now coming off the tour, everybody's like, okay, I need to get my stack ready. I need to get everything ready for 2021 because we're going to need to blow it out of the water because of what happened in 2020. So those conversations have been really positive focused, which is a great thing um, compared to in the middle of the summer, people were not even sure what was going to happen or if they would survive it. So. No, that's good feedback. So do you think, 
based on where we stand now, or you know what, Ken, I didn't ask, ask your question, or because you, you know, ask you the question because Beth and, and Marie went first. What's what's your feeling on the vibe right now today, November tenth, twenty twenty? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you got a couple days. Let's let's talk. Um, no, I mean, I think they both hit some pretty important points, and uh, to Beth's point about from August to now, even though they weren't on the tour bus in August. She's absolutely right. Right. The theme was in August. Holy crap. There's a lot going on where we don't have projects, but we do have a whole lot of this other new stuff from the marketing that we were doing in, in March and April. Right. And, and that was happening. And now it's like, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train, right? We, we see opportunity there. Right. There's not, it's not more bad news. We hope. Um, and, and I think that, Everybody, the, the common theme that I thought was really, really cool was optimism and really felt like everybody was optimistic about their future. And, you know, when we say, George, we've talked about this, like you said, 10,000 times. When we say people are good, it doesn't mean that everything's sunshine and rainbows. It just means that they're getting through it like they always do. Right. We pick. Pivoting in this industry is the biggest thing. Right now, we should have a meme or or a little clip of friends taking the, the couch down the stairs. Pivot, right? And moving that thing back and forth around the corner. That's really what we're doing just at a higher scale, at a higher frequency. And I think that's really cool to see, you know, something like this hits. And we're talking to folks in August, and then we're talking to people in October. And even here in November, with everything that's going on right now, politically, from every standpoint, right? No matter what side you're on, it's confusing as all get out, right? But optimism seems to be the number one thing from a community perspective. So I think that for that is something that we should, we should ride that optimistic wave right into 2021. There are some good things coming out of this. Happens to be that we have Rocket Cyber on the show today and we can talk about the fact that security is definitely one of the biggest things as Marie alluded to in the very beginning is security is one of the most important pieces. So it was perfect timing to have Rocket Cyber kind of come out, talk about their services, how they do fit the MSP space, the SMB MSP space. And uh, so from that standpoint, I think it was just uh, that all that whole alignment, not like we planned it perfectly or anything, but the alignment of that was really, really done great. Um, so I would say optimism is the big thing out of all that, George. That's good. I mean, is there any particular conversation with any partner or, or MSP or person on the tour that really stuck out to you? Let me, let me give you mine, right? Uh, we were in Pittsburgh. We were talking to a company who ha- um, you know, actually operates a retail storefront, right? So they still have people bring computers to their place to repair stuff. And they also run a, a small like four or five man MSP on the back end of that, right? For, you know, small, medium business, stuff like that. And clearly they, they you know, kind of said, hey, we shut down our storefront. We had to, we, we eventually reopened it once we were allowed to. I mean, all of our, you know, kind of retail business has really dried up, right? Um, and I said, mm-hmm. I was like, do you think that's because of the big box stores, right? The best buys of the world. And he's like, yeah, nobody, nobody came in to buy new. And then from a repair standpoint, like nobody, nobody walked in the door. Right. Um, so, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, back to the, and we've, we've said, we've said this many times, it's worth re-mentioning that, you know, kind of that ongoing project break fix one-off type stuff kind of dried up for a lot of people. Right. And then like, now it seems like it's kind of 
slowly coming back, right? Just because I think MSPs are getting into different things that they maybe weren't in before. Um, but this particular guy said, hey, listen, you know, was it, you know, was that great for us financially? No, right? I mean, storefronts, the most expensive, mm -hmm. you know, cost, right, for, for space. Uh, they did say they didn't let anyone go. And they did say that they still had an open position that they had still planned to fill. So like there was a balance in that story, right? There was some yeah. bad, there was some not so great, but then there was also a, hey, we didn't let anyone go and we're still planned to fill this position. So, you know, back to your point, you know, everyone, which was, hey, we're, we're still kind of looking like things are going in the upwards direction, you know, because the, re the reverse of that is, you know, now that I'm pretty sure at this point, every government program that anyone would have taken advantage of is, is long, you know, in and out, right? Like now you're hoping that you can get it all, you know, kind of cleared up and, and waived, right? But at the end of the day, like that money is more or less accounted for, you know, if people are still talking about hiring people, that, that mm -hmm. to me makes me feel good, kind of, yes. you know, silver lining kind of thing. Anyone else have a good story that you can remember? Yeah, well, there is this. Um, there was one company. They actually united forces. So one was just an MSP, and then the other one was done cabling, and they also provided like ISP, you know, provided you know um, phones and all of that. And so they decided to unite, and that was going to be able to help strengthen the relationship a little, you know, better as far as for what they can provide to a customer, kind of be more of that all-in-one source. So I thought that was very interesting um, due to the whole COVID. So because they were they were kind of lacking a little bit, and and so they just felt maybe, hey, we we can make it stronger and present it better. So I thought that was a very, very good story to hear. <laughs> we, we, and, and we've heard a lot of collaboration stuff. So that that's, that's definitely a great story. Beth, anything comes yeah, to mind? I did, I did have one MSP that I spoke to that they, uh, they were break fix and doing, doing managed services both. Okay. Um, but because break fix had really taken um, a downfall, like there wasn't a lot that they were doing anymore and they were more focused on getting all their customers at home and making the change, they ended up fully converting over to a full MSP and not doing any of the break fix side. And they actually oh. have uh, increased their revenue from that rather than not knowing what they're going to get from break fix and, and still needing to count on that. They don't have to because of the contracts they have in place now. And a lot of that was due to some of the marketing that they did and the, the fact that they had to make that conversion mm -hmm. because nobody was going to storefront. So that helped them step into the next role that they really needed and wanted to take. So. That's awesome. Ken, anything pop to your head? No, it's a pretty boring trip. Didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff, uh, but one key one that's kind of near and dear to my heart because it was something directly related to, to my, you know, my business for what we, how, you know, how we help people. And uh, we were in Chicago, uh, an MSP came to me and said, you know, it's been rough. This has been tough. I'm a small MSP, but I wanted to tell you that since you talked to me about being more managed services and leaning more into M365 and cloud-based products back in March or whatever it was, we had this conversation, I've grown my business actually 30%. I've hired five people. Wow. wow. You know, he went from three people to eight people and he told me that he's looking for his ninth person. So for me, it was like, wow, that's what you want to hear. Like you're, you're giving the right advice, right? We always talk about mm -hmm. the silver bullet. We're just trying to help people out, apply it to your business. And this guy did that. He made some changes. He took some pretty hard hits in March and April and, and has already seen, you know, reap the benefits of that by moving to the cloud ahead of time 
being a little agile and pivoting through this. And, you know, now he's on his ninth employee. So I think that uh, for me, you know, that was one that hit, hit, hit home from a standpoint of the business, you know, as far as the extracurricular stuff that we do, uh, that we did on this road that every person on this should be proud of is the, uh, the stories of the, the food banks that we've gotten from every single location that right there, you could probably get me to shed a tear here on the, uh, on the screen. I think that, oh. that is uh, probably the single biggest thing that I think that we've done. Our community did as a whole, just pulling together and doing some of the cool things we did. Um, and I came home to, you know, hearing more about the food food bank here locally that's in my town, you know, my city that I grew up in. And uh, it just made me feel good that we as a team, as a community pulled together and did that. So that would be the biggest overall thing, I think, because um, even though we only had two weeks, I think we did it even bigger this time around than we did the first three weeks with uh, much more food. We got cash donations, uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff. So uh, for me, that would be the biggest thing. No, that's yeah. good. I, mean, I think the I, compassion, I think since COVID's happened, I think you're starting to see more of the empathy, the compassion, people wanting to help others because it's whether they've either been affected or they've seen someone affected. So they're showing, how can I like lend a hand? So I thought that was also really important. And I really like to see that collaboration. It was nice just to get out <laughs> and be able to enjoy other people in, in different yeah. environments. So it was that was very pleasant so no, i was just about to say i was just about to ask that question right i mean right now supposed to be one of the largest events in the industry on the calendar which is supposed to be it nation down in Nor orlando area i mean i know they're doing it virtually this week um which is great but mm -hmm. now that we're in november and we started this whole virtual kickback in what march i mean are we, are you like, what's your, what's your level of zoom zoomed out <laughs> on a scale of one to 10? Like where, where is it? Yeah. It's 40. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. So do you, you know, for prognosticating time a little bit, do you foresee in 2021? So, and listen, we had, you know, Jay-Z from Channel Pro kind of follow us for a little bit on the tour. And, you know, he's kind of plugged into some of these bigger vendors who have said they've already called off all travel, all employees, all offices until 2022. So they've already written off next year. Do you see that? Is, you know, is some level of this coming back? What's your gut feel? Well, for me, oh, I've already... Go ahead, go ahead, Beth. Yep. For me, I've already seen, uh, I've seen that people, People that have planned to originally do stuff in the early part of next year have already pushed it off. Like they're already canceling events or they're moving to later dates in the year. And I think it's just going to continue. Um, I, unless something big dramatic changes on that side, uh, people are too worried. I mean, even, even at our events, we, we had people come out, it was outside and still people are worried. So even in an outdoor event, why would they go to an indoor with a lot of people in one space? Uh, it's just, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, right listen, now. I mean, you know, we've all read the articles, I think, by now that there's a there's a Pfizer vaccine out there that's 90 percent effective. Question is, how quickly can we get to it? And are you going to be one of the first ones to raise your hand? But I totally understand all of the concerns around that story. Uh, you know, Marie, what what's your feel? I know you've you know, you've only been here for a little while, but what's what's your what's your gut? Well, yeah, I, I think the healing process hasn't even begun. I mean, like, I think we're 
it's I think their anticipation that things are going to be better next year. I, I don't foresee that. I mean, like Beth was, you know, talking about how they're starting to cancel already. And it's just like we haven't um, really gotten more into it to kind of find out, do we really need to 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 be this like scared or or should we just try to live our life a little bit? And then again, you know, going off with like this, I mean, is that cure? I mean, who wants to try it out? And uh, do you know how effective it's going to be? What are some of the side effects? Like, do I want to take my chances and go, I'm all set <laughs> with that? So I don't know. It's it's like 50-50 on, as far as the way I feel that, yes, I'll play by the rules, put my mask on, try to be protective, do what I can to be healthy. But at the same time, it's like, how far are we going to, to just make this like blow up more than it really needs to be? So eh, that's, that's my okay. take. All right. Yeah. Ken, yeah. I mean, obviously working for a larger company, you know, uh, that you can, I can tell you straight up that uh, PAX 8 is looking virtual Q1 and Q2. Hasn't gone as far as the whole year, which I think is, listen, it could happen, but I, I, I agree with with the, what PAX 8's doing because that's a whole year. I mean, to just cancel a whole year without knowing, to me, seems crazy. I think the responsible thing to do is Q1 and Q2, just knowing that, hey, look, yeah. this is probably where the larger companies are going to have to, uh, you know, can't take the same risk as, as some of the smaller events, maybe. Um, you know, we know there are events that are floating around now that are that are going full on and indoors and, and you know, whatever. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that doing the outdoor stuff like we did could, could definitely work. It would just have to be expanded. Weather's always an option as we figured out. <laughs> figured out very... Uh, in a number of ways, if we had a, uh, you know, maybe if we had a heavy duty tent, we could avoid the weather piece of it, or maybe you do it in places that it very rarely rains. But <laughs> what I do know is men mental issues are definitely sprouting up here. People are losing their minds doing it, doing this, doing this exact thing that we're doing. You know, we have to do it. So we do it. We put it out there. We want people to see the reactions and, you know, know the news and the, and the things that were that are going on. Um, so we, you know, we're forced to do this, but from a mental standpoint, this isn't the same. We were on a, we were on a bus together, guys. Wasn't it so much cooler to be near each other, to have conversations? We did it responsibly. You know, George paused that hand sanitizer over us. Like every time we walked by, right. We did it the right oh, way. And the cell phone cleaning. That was important. Yeah, the cell phone cleaner. Okay. Right. We did it the right way. It can be done responsibly, but it just, it, it takes some planning. And I do believe that Every person we talked to appreciated the fact that we were there in person, that we made the effort to get out there and be in front of them. So there's something to be said about in-person events have to happen some way, somehow. We don't have to do them irresponsibly. But for me, you know, I, I, let's start tomorrow. Um, would love to be able to do something right away. I, I, I'm already thinking about the fact that just getting through December without seeing another one of your, you know, your faces in person is... Uh, is going to be a killer. That's just to me. And that's my mentality. That's not me saying it's not real. It's not me saying that I'm not worried about all the things that are going on. Yeah. That's just me mentally stating the people that I care about and, and you know, that I know in the industry and, the, and our, that includes our partners, the whole community. 
I would, I, I, it's killing me not to see people in fit in person because it's a whole different, it's a whole different thing than what we do here on the screen. hundred percent agreed. So I usually yeah. wait to the end and then Ken like kicks me and says, why don't you ask your favorite <laughs> question? So I'm going to ask it now. Was there any food truck, food establishment, food takeaway, any food that comes to mind and you like that, you know, you said, man, that was great. Um, when we were in Chicago, they had the, that, that corn and then the tacos. Oh, remember that? Mm. It was like yeah. the Venezuelan truck or something. The yeah. But from, uh, yeah. It was Ecuadorian truck. Ecuador. So I was waiting for yeah. empanadas and I was like, there's no it's empanadas. The same part of the world. I apologize. <laughs> I was like, I didn't understand. So I don't know. They were serving, but that was, that was good. I like that one. All Beth? right. Favorite was Pittsburgh. The burgers there, they were so good. So good. They did a great, great, great job. Ken? I got to concur with Marie on the cup of corn. I mean, that was, that just put a little, shined a little light. Um, definitely not something I could have probably more than once a month. That <laughs> was basically corn and mayonnaise, <laughs> uh, butter or something. It was just crazy sweet, but it was, that was really good. Marie's right. That was, and it was something unexpected. It's not something like you, you know, all of a sudden Ecuador yeah. pops up on the map and it's, uh, it was just amazing. And the person running the truck was a rock star, like walking out to us saying, you need yes, yeah, putting the stuff in our hands. So it was like, uh, yeah, the whole, like, you know, the whole experience to was really, really good. Pre-made. Yeah. Cause we were cold. It got really cold. We were just saying, was, like, ah. was that the same bus that said, if you don't eat, I starve. Or something like that. There was a really catchy little slogan on "Please eat so I don't starve" or something like that. I don't remember that one, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I really enjoyed the two Italian places that we you know got food uh, from in both Grand Rapids and Pittsburgh. I don't know which one was better. They were both really oh, you mean good. Uh, no, Carabas. no, we, it was not Carabas. <laughs> It's not a chain, I promise. Um, oh, but, the two, but the two places we got were both Grand Rapids and Pittsburgh. Man, they were it was it was good. I, I really enjoyed those. I don't know. Shade Shade just chimed in there too because she <laughs> was the one that topped one topped the other. Remember that little macaroni? I I, I I say they're they were they were like one A and one B. I'm not sure one could top the other. Wait a minute though. What was the what did we get at the second place? Because the first place had the, the the macaroni that Shade got that I was like I was mad I missed out on. Uh, hold on, I got that too. Don't like that was a twofer. Right, and then the second place was there was some phenomenal thing on there that we were trying. Was it the was it a? It was like their version of like a mott stick slash bread slash pepperoni all jammed together. It was like a calzone, but it was a smaller version. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. No, it was good. All I right, had, now I'm hungry. I liked the ice cream for breakfast that somebody brought me. So I think that was oh, one of yeah. my favorite things was the ice cream. <laughs> where where was that? That was... Uh, It was in Columbus. Oh, yes. There was like this like really well-known ice cream joint that was like literally down the street around the block and you absolutely had to go get it kind of thing. Yeah. Because Beth had family it. there and she missed out on it. Yes. Yeah. So I went and saw the family and he brought me some ice cream and it was, I had it for breakfast and it was so good. <laughs> ice cream <laughs> Was it that burger, a... that burger place when we were in um, Indianapolis? Was it called Blue something? 
Do you remember? Oh, oh, oh. The oh, onion yeah. rings were like this, like <laughs> ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of good burgers on the trip as usual. That was really good. Yeah. Okay. Was there any, like, I feel like we didn't get a chance to really explore. Like I had never been to St. Louis, Missouri. I'd never been to really downtown Mm -hmm. Indy, like just driving through. I never really been to, I mean, I've been to Grand Rapids several times. I've never been to Lansing. I've never been to Columbus. I've never been to Cincinnati or the tour ended in Kentucky. I'd never been there either. And I didn't realize that's like the restaurant capital of United States. I had no clue. So like, was there any one area that you, <laughs> Darren's like, I'm absolutely effing starving. Yes. Thanks, Darren. We all are hungry now. Uh, was there any one place that you were really looking forward to seeing that, you know, just, or someplace that really surprised you uh, as we got to or through town, uh, you know, that maybe you'd never been to before or something that really just blew you away? Well, for me, I'm from, my family's from Ohio, so I kind of knew a lot of the areas. I hadn't been to some of the places, but my favorite part about the whole trip, well, besides seeing you guys and getting to hang out with you guys, was the trees. And I know you guys know this because I would say, I would be in mid-conversation with you and I'd be like, look, the trees up there, them changing colors. I, we went in a great time of year and it was amazing it was so beautiful just to see how they can go from bright green to the bright orange and bright yellow and bright red and that was my one of my favorite things yes as a pennsylvanian i am very familiar with the seasonings and yes uh, that's what i call it but yes very fun time of the year fall you know especially it was it was and the st louis seeing the st louis arch that that was pretty cool and then the apples i mean apples on the bus were fabulous well 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 you and your apples you just eat everything you don't leave a core you just whoop the whole apple that's one thing i learned marie i I didn't know you ate the full apple until i found out yeah i have to say i you know with such a mixed bunch of people you never know how your personalities and it was just pleasing to know that we all got along and and the quirks and everything and sarcasm grew by the end of the trip but oh you weren't on week two me and patterson we 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 fought out in the parking lot it was like a (laughs) a little octagon opera i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh ken any ken i know you have a funny story about the st louis arch i don't know if you want to tell that here but was there any area that you were really (laughs) it wasn't it's not my story to tell but a, a, a nerd went there with his buddies in a van and they got out to take a picture and someone robbed the van. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, that part of town is not necessarily a great part of town, but oh. did me, I took a picture in front of the arch. My, it was actually my, my Lyft driver said, you'd never been here before. And I said, no, he said, hold on. <laughs> on the corner, <laughs> took the three of us out and said, go ahead before the cops come and make me move. And we took a picture in front of the arch. It was awesome. Um, my thing was, um, I thought Cincinnati, I wish we could have spent some time there. It was surprising to me pulling out of Cincinnati and Georgia. I know you said the same thing. We looked at each other like, I wish we could have like gone around here. The city looks great. There was just so much going on with the stadiums and the, and the, and the, the lights and the streets. It just, when you think about Cincinnati from being from Philly or Boston or from anywhere, maybe you don't think that that's going to be the one spot. Um, you know, I'd say Lexington, Kentucky, but I've been there before. I did a lot of work down there. It's come, it's even come, 
a lot further than you know the years I was there. But Cincinnati mm-hmm. surprised me shockingly how much was around Cincinnati and maybe even Columbus to a point where we if, I wish we could have saw more because Columbus and Cincinnati I think were are much bigger than most people think. Yep. I, I I concur. Um, they definitely like especially Cincinnati where um, their highway system goes right through the heart of the city. Um, and like, literally it's right there in front of you. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize there is actually a pretty big city here. Um, (laughs) or decently sized one, at least, um, Lexington. I, like I said, I was never been to Lexington surprised how, um, how much food they have there. I mean, just (laughs) really good, authentic food. Like we were sitting there talking to people and they're like, are you here for breakfast tomorrow? We got breakfast. Like there's literally, everybody has a laundry list of places that you have to eat at. And we just didn't have enough time. Uh, but no, I, I would love, definitely love to uh, hit that one back from, a, you know, not to get super, you know, uh, uptight, but from a mask standpoint, <laughs> Cincinnati was, or not Cincinnati, Lexington, Kentucky was hardcore. Um, whereas other areas of the country from both tours were a little bit more lax. They were, they're really, really, you know, following the rules to the T, which was good. Nice to hear that. Um this time around, I think Ken, we didn't uh, we didn't have many major um, weather uh, you know issues from a you know entire states of electricity being knocked down or forest <laughs> fires. Kids when the tent almost flew away. Well, like I'm doing a couple I'm doing a couple webinars on my normal <laughs> Thursday docket, and literally like I'm doing it in one of the tents in the middle of a parking lot next to a movie theater. And I think I ran after the tent like four times. So now it was funny. I watched the show and watched the tent go. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, our uh, guru of marketing decided to invest. Sade decided to invest in non off the shelf Walmart tents. And uh, luckily so, because (laughs) last time we ended up with no working tents at the end of the trip. This time, every tent made it through. Uh, with a couple of scrapes and rips, but you know, that, that tent flying away four times, that, that would have been <laughs> unrecoverable in the last tour. Yes. Yes. And it was, by the way, it was, yes. I, I just want everybody to. The Ecuadorian truck was that? that said, eat. I can't read it cause it's blurry. I'm going to try to find it, but eat. So my family won't starve or something like that. There's a little board on the side of it. I thought that was kind of a cool little, <laughs> cool little note. I want, I, but I, I want everyone to test that at home, right? Have a tent fly away while you're in the middle of a Zoom and then have to like pause the video, <laughs> run after the tent, still be on the call. Like that's like multitasking. Skills. Skills. Yeah. Right there. Well, it was good. well, you let your guests go on. You you asked her a question and then said, talk amongst yourselves. And then went, <laughs> did you think? <laughs> hey, Melanie from Trend did fantastic. Um Okay, so you know, let's let's go back to stuff that may may be helpful to other people watching this, other than us bantering. Um, <laughs> although I can, you know, like so many things happened on this trip. The bus had problems three days in a row. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, we did, you know, yeah. like we 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 end up we ended up shutting down a Chick Fil A drive through for a while. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many little stories. But anyway, back to MSP land. Was there any, was there any, you know, conversation you had with any MSP where they did something that you hadn't heard before, or they did something that you would recommend other people maybe take a look into? Beth, why don't we start with you? 
Um, just a little to expand on that. What do you mean as far as like how they're running their business during COVID just, or just, they came up with an idea, they came up with something clever. They, you know, maybe took something from an angle that you didn't think about or hadn't heard about before. Right. Like people are creative creatures, especially when they're put into it. Right. And I think everyone's probably, you know, thought up of a crazy idea at one point or another, but maybe they never did it. Right. So I'm curious if you heard of anything that just jumps out at you and said, man, I talked to this one guy and he, he started doing this and I had never thought about that or nobody ever talked about that before. Um, the, the one thing that I did hear is that a lot of people relied on other MSPs too. They didn't just focus on their MSP and growing. Hmm. They went outside the box and people that they wouldn't normally like go to and have conversations of how, how we can get better or what can we do during this time and a collaborative effort. There was a lot yeah. more collaboration conversations than I've ever heard from MSPs. Most of the time when I talk to an MSP, yes, I'll be a part of a peer group or a, some kind of group like that, but not like in your specific area, just going out and saying, Hey, we're both in this together. What can yeah. we do? Uh, what, what are you doing differently? What am I doing differently? What is successful? What is not just to help themselves grow. So the more reflection on their internal business and saying, okay, something's needs to change in this time. So what can I do? So that self-awareness there, I think was one of the biggest things that I, I saw a lot more of. That's good. Yeah. Marie, I, I'd say you hit it on, she hit it on the point. Um, I, I heard that too. That seemed to be like a nice little running theme. Um, also being more attentive to their, to their clients, kind of just finding out a little bit more, what can we do to really help them um, kind of just work with them. Um, because that's, that's their business. So whether they, you know, they lost a few customers, they want to be able to retain whatever they can. So I know that there was a lot of that, just again, the compassion and being empathetic to their, to their clients. Right on. Ken? Yeah, sure. I got to follow these two with those great answers. Um, those are both 100% accurate though. I mean, um, talking about how uh, MSPs are learning how to help each other or accept help from the, from each other is a big deal. Um, and that's definitely something we've talked about many, many times, right? The castle mentality that George likes to talk about and, you know, breaking that and going out and realizing that most people in this community are here to help. And then, you know, to tag on to what Marie said, yes, you're, you're, making sure that you're talking to your partners, see how they're doing. Don't reach out for the sale, find out how they're doing. How's their family doing? There's a lot of people going through so much more now than ever. And then I would say the third part of that, and probably the most important out of all of them is having a people first mentality internally. Check on your people, the people who work for you and with you. They are going completely insane as well. And some of them are not so lucky you know, we have at PAX 8, now that we've grown so much, um, at a mission briefing, I met this young kid who's a technician and he wanted to come to Denver and I set this whole thing in motion and he eventually came to Denver. Well, the poor guy, single guy, just to him and his dog, moved to Denver in March and then new apartment, no friends, nobody around, everything remote and you know, I won't take credit for it. I heard it. Somebody was talking about it. And I was like, oh my God, this is somebody I got to reach out to. And I reached out and said, hello. And, you know, he was telling me that he's starting to make friends as people in the building that walk their dog every now and again. So he's starting, but it was really hard. So that's the big thing. Like check on your people, make sure that uh, 
every the employees that uh, maybe didn't talk that much at the office think about what they're doing now that they're trapped at home mental state and don't talk to them about work necessarily just check on them and you know that's another thing about that's missing right you know I see Marie in the office and I can tell physically that something's bothering her right I can read I can go over and put my hand on her shoulder and be like everything okay you can't do that now so you have to find new ways to check on people and make sure that okay, I'm seeing something, something's not right. I'm just going to reach out and say hello because people's mental states are going to be much worse now, uh, especially rolling through the holidays, being trapped and being told you can't even see your family on holidays. Like there's just going to be so much going on. Do that check-in, that mental check-in. And, uh, and that goes for all three, right? It's going to go for uh, MS, fellow MSPs. It's going to go for partners and it's going to go for your people internally and your yeah, family. Yeah. Well, that's something that like Beth and I, we started doing and we haven't gotten back on track, but we would go to each other's homes, just have a, a change of pace, just to kind of break, um, just to kind of feel like you got that office environment. So you were sitting there talking, you're like, what was that again? You're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It, just break it up a little bit. <laughs> well, you guys are lucky that you're that close that you can do yeah. that. I mean, there's a lot of people like, you know, Ken, a lot of Ken's offices based in Colorado, right? Yeah. He's, he's in Boston. I don't think they even will allow him to go to the office if he even <laughs> wanted to. So. Yeah, but that was before COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. what all I right. absolutely loved about the tour is getting to know all you guys so mm -hmm. much uh, on the bus, on the times that we were transiting to the next yeah. place. It's even better than the conversations you would have at the bar after an event or during an event. It was really actually getting to know that the people that you're doing business with and that you're spending your time with and, and figuring out what their strong points are, what their weaknesses are, what they need. They, they see as, Hey, this is where I want to go. Their aspirations, like things that you wouldn't mm -hmm. normally have the conversation on. I think that was my biggest takeaway besides the people, the MSPs we met with, I got to do the same thing with them, but getting to know you guys. That was, that was fun for me. And I really enjoyed that relationship building. Team and building. shopping. And see who, who shopping. Could, who, I know. And see who could beat a uh, kin in cornhole. Which, what was the answer to that? Sade and I. <laughs> Once. Hey, uh-uh. One time. More than I, I've never seen you get so serious. Like he was like in game mode, like, like this is gonna happen all right so let's give credit let's give some credit then here live how did you and, and how did you guys sade's chiming in on the chat here too <laughs> sade where did you learn those skills from Just listen you don't have you don't have to hide in the background you can come here and talk go ahead pop in since we're, we're bringing you into the conversation <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> way more than once <laughs> Mm -hmm. Way more than mm -hmm. once. That's mm -hmm. but no. Go go back to the question. Answer the question. Where did those skills? Where did you learn those skills? You you may have helped. You <laughs> may have helped. I knew she wasn't just gonna. <laughs> she wasn't just gonna say yeah. You, she got. You may have helped. <laughs> Listen, it was all Beth and me. You helped push us in the right direction, but that was us, <laughs> the dynamic duo. Absolutely. Wow. That's wow. what I was missing, George. I, I, I was missing the, the right partner. I was just dragging wow. partners along that they would beat on. <laughs> I see. You I see. rotate. And her and I, we were solid the whole time. She was always my partner. True. Through this is true. 
Okay. All right. See, I see how it's going, Ken. I do. I, I got the That's jersey. all right. That's all right. I, I can sit back and bask. I, I mean, I know I won more than anybody, so that's okay. Okay. Oh all right. Uh, Sade, since you've joined us, is there any, well, yeah, we've have talked about a number of topics. Do you want me to re go through them? Do you have any input on any of them? I mean, clearly Italian, the Italian places were your, your fave, but is there anything else you'd like to share? Nothing that, you know, someone else hasn't already mentioned. I, definitely my favorite part about the trip was getting to know everyone on a one-on-one -on -one level, just yeah. because everybody zoomed out. I know that was already mentioned and me being one of them. Um, and so having that face-to-face -face interaction and just getting to know someone where you're not necessarily gonna have the same conversations over a Zoom call. Um, right. Or, or anything like that. Like things, moments like that and memories like that are just priceless. Summer camp all over again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. all, right. Okay. all right. So um, let's go into like, you know, prognostication mode, advice mode, where the market's going mode since like we're on the top, the back end of this, you know, so Beth and Marie, obviously you've, you've thrown your bet in on cybersecurity being, you know, a focal point moving forward. Um, it's, it's like it, what, what do you, what do you mean? Right. Such a big industry, right. And cybersecurity is also a big word. Um, what, what do you, what's your advice to MSPs? Where are things going? You know, where, where do you fit in the big, in the big picture? Do you want me to start or Marie to start? Yeah. You, yeah. you want to, you want to, you know, X, you know, tic-tac-toe, arm wrestle, whichever award, it's up to you. <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> Um, so just in cybersecurity itself, the platform's always changing. So make sure that wherever you go, you find somebody that's always going to adapt. So you don't have to go and change out your platform every six months, every three months, every year. Um, make sure that you're in a space that's going to grow. That That's so big in cybersecurity because things change every single day. The amount of how many texts change, the, the platforms that they're using changes. So just whenever you're going out there, do your research and make sure that that is a growth minded asset that you're going to put, bring on to your stack. And that some, someone who wants to accommodate the way that you do business, not only just, Hey, this is the way it is and that's it. But someone who's like, okay, I'm here for you. I want to help you grow in your business. And I want to do this according to how you're already doing your business. I know so many people out there get stuck in contracts and then the product isn't very good. Um, and so I just want to make sure that you benefit from, from that security. Cause that's how you resell yourself to your customers is, Hey, I'm going to add this in so I can get more business. And I want someone who's going to partner with me to help me get that to that next level. I, I, I like yeah. Marie, did you have anything to add? Yeah, I was, I was, I agree. Um, absolutely with that. Um, cause we are, we're an extension of your business. We're here for you. That's good. Well, I got, I got a targeted question for both of you then where there are, there were a couple of people on the trip who said i am now going to be an mssp and immediately me and ken just froze and we're like wait a minute <laughs> be very careful before you start throwing that word around where you know like where is the line between security focused msp and mssp so for when I think of an MSSP, 
Um, I'm thinking not only are they, do they have MSP customers, but they also have uh, other MSPs coming to them for security offerings. So that's more of my mindset when it comes to MSSP, when it's just an MSP with a security focus. Yes, they're doing MSP services, but they have a focus where they're going after their new target customers because of their security stack, not going after other MSPs to bring them on, but other customers. So that's where I differentiate between the two. Okay. Marie, anything to add there? I like that. <laughs> you like that? Perfect. And I like Marie talking. She, said, she said it just, yeah. No, it's 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 true. It's true. Good. Ken, yeah. do you concur? Uh, yeah, that was actually not not surprising. Very well said. Yes. Uh, when you say line, there is it's not a line. It's a country. Um, there's a it's 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 not this thin line. It's this wide. MSSPs are have the regulations, have the tools, have enterprise level. It's just yeah. a whole other world. And the, they support MSPs who want to be in that realm. Yeah. Or you could be MSP, security first MSP, mm -hmm. right? which is making sure you're doing all the proper things, having things like rocket cyber in your stack. Being able to do the right things to become security first MSP is a much more reasonable goal I think it's super lofty to just throw a term out and say MSSP when you don't really know 100% what the MSSP really does. It's you a lot of ready for audit. cost. What's that? You better better be ready for some audit to get yes. those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If audits are the things you love, sure, go become a. <laughs> Not for me, I don't think. Uh, no. Okay, so... And then the other, the other last question that's kind of targeted towards your space is like, I think the, the big concern is more, everybody's heard the, the words thrown around sock seam, um, you know, uh, secure, you know, log aggregator and a bunch of other terms that kind of float around this combo. Mm -hmm. Here's the reality, right? Like getting alerted about a problem and then being able to remediate are two completely, you want to say there's a country in between, that could be a continent, you know, an ocean in between, right? So like, whether it's you, or whether it's somebody else, how far does the partner who is the MSSP go to not just detect a problem, but then try and determine a resolution or, or remediate? So are you asking if we do that or if the no, MSSP? I'm just saying like as an industry, right? Like everybody's offerings different. Right. Like right. as an MSP, if I sign up for something that's supposed to help me constantly you know, solve security, like I may still not have the staff that can utilize the technology and then mm -hmm. deliver the end result, right? So where does the remediation part fit in the big picture? And, you know, is that something you do? Is that something other people that, that do what you do do? How far does it go? Well, that's what you're going to see in a lot of socks. They're going to provide, well, hopefully, a remediation. Our yeah. sock does yeah. provide remediation. So um, there's things that we can automatically remediate for you where you won't even mm -hmm. get, you won't even have a ticket on your PSA system once we create it because we already resolved it. It's done. So it's completed. But there's going to be those socks that they don't have access to those things or they don't want, they don't provide that remediation. Um, even if we don't have access to actually perform that remediation steps, we give you exactly what you need to do in order to remediate that. Yep. And our live call in 24 seven to where if you have a question on what we're asking, we're asking you to do, you have someone directing you. Um, 
I know a lot of SOCs do provide remediation. It just depends on what level. Got it. Yeah. Ken, what do you, Ken, what, what are you seeing out there? Right. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're running into a lot of this, right. At, you know, just not at PAX 8, but just generally with people out in the MSP space, where have you heard people either failing or, or winning right with this conversation? Well, again, don't want to have another shameless plug for Rocket Cyber, but the people who are winning are using companies like Rocket Cyber. Um, and, and again, it reverts all back to what do you want to do? What is your business going to be? And, and you know, not to get too philosophical or crazy, I won't go down that road, but it's true. When you start out with a business you can call yourself an MSP, but there's so many roads you can go down. And I think you have to determine early before you start even putting a price tag on what you're doing, you have to know what it is you're selling. And so if it's going to be, we're going to be the people that point out these security flaws, but we're not going to remediate. That's fine. Have a company that we work with that does remediation. You're going to do the company that does all of that. Find someone that does all of that. Work with someone like Rocket Cyber, tie them into your stack, have a good solid generation AV you know, make sure you know what that's going to be ahead of time. I think the bigger problem is people just think I'm an MSP and I got to do all this stuff. I got to be the HIPAA guy. I got to be the security guy. I got to be, no, you don't. Or girl, guy or girl. I just think that from a standpoint of make sure that you're putting your head on straight from the very beginning, get right to the core of your business. Who am I? What do I want to do? If you want to shine pagers for the rest of your life, pagers, here we go. You want to do that? That's fine. That's your decision. But make sure the things that you're selling and the people you're selling to are all about that. If you want to do security and you're going to tell the security people, you have to have the right tools in your stack and you have to know how much that's going to cost before you even talk about that. So I always say reel it back in, get back to basics. What is your business? What is your business model? Who are you as a company? Does your whole entire team know who you are as a company? And then hit the market that way. That way you can pick your stack. It matches up with what you're going to do and then it's a lot easier. The, the much bigger question of, of all of this really relates back to just because you're an MSP or just because you know technology doesn't mean you need to do everything. Yeah, that just also goes back to a basic company model too. I mean, you have an idea and then you are gonna hire people that are gonna help support your weaknesses. So that's their strength. And then that's how you build a good group because you can't, be strong in everything, but you'll know at least the, who the right people are that are going to bring you to that direction, that same focus. So just a basic business model, you know, you got that talent, hire the people to make sure that talent is connected and move forward. All right. Last question on our way out the door, which is on a scale of one to 10, would you go back on another tour? And if, if you were to recommend anything to anyone about the tour, whether it be coming out uh, as an MSP or joining it as a vendor, what would that be? If any, Marie, you're first on my chart. So go for it. 10. <laughs> That's a winner. I'm putting that on the board. Patterson. Yeah. Okay. Now, so I, I wrote down um, the bus that, um, that Paul had like, I, that was a nice bus. So we could do that bus. Absolutely. Have you, did you see the bus, Beth, that they were looking at? Anyway. Uh -oh, um, she, yeah. She's talking about the upgrade, the, the upgrade, the next bus, the, the, the bigger, bus. better, badder bus. Well, yeah. as long as there's apples on it, Marie, you should be fine. <laughs> 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 yes. I mean, yeah. if, I show up, if I show up with like, you know, 
uh, a 19 like 90 Chevy Citation with a bag of apples in it, you should be good to go. I, I yeah, I'm good to go. And good, you know, and the company and the camera, yeah. <laughs> okay. Beth? Uh, I would give it a 10. And I definitely recommend if you're in the area and an area and an MSP, come out. There were so many people that uh, wrote me after. They're like, hey, I saw your matches, but we couldn't make it, but we really want, wanted to be there. And I shared some of the pictures with them. And they're like, they were so bummed that they didn't make it out. Um, and we had a, a great time and we got to hang out and just enjoy each other's company and get outside a little bit. Yeah. So even if it was raining, it was amazing. Um, so definitely a 10. And of course I'd be on the bus with Sade and Ken and George any day. Sade, she named you first. So I guess best of the last. <laughs> best cornhole partner ever. I just need to throw that out there. Okay. All right. And Sade and I will take on anybody that wants to come out to our events just to, to play cornhole with us. That's a challenge. So that's oh, all that's a challenge. <laughs> but definitely I would rate the, the tour 10 out of 10, just like everybody's mentioned. And please come out. Don't be scared to play cornhole. Not meant to be a challenge, a friendly challenge, nothing else. <laughs> I, I think Ken would say differently. <laughs> I would I would not. It's a, it's a friendly challenge. It's it's fun to watch them lose. Um, oh, sorry. Can I say that out loud? <laughs> you, you ever watch the show The League on FX? The League. It was a show, it was a show about uh, like fantasy football. Oh. Yes. No. Okay. I haven't seen it all, but I've seen parts of it. We're gonna have we're gonna have to create our own trophy and a little tournament there you go. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we can establish that whole situation. Maybe we get two games going simultaneously. We can upgrade the, the whole you know the digs. What do you what do you think yeah. there, Ken? So a nice little golden corn piece. You know corn. I'm in. You know I'm in. A golden corn. Yeah. A rust belt. Golden corn. Okay, that. I'll I'll remember that one. Uh, for the for, for the two. Friendly faces from Rocket Cyber. Where do people find you? Uh, where can they go to find more information about you? If they want to really just research you to see what your thing is, what's the best place to do? Go. Uh, just go to rocketcyber.com. Uh, all of our resources are there and all of our information on how to get a hold of us are there. You can schedule meetings with us through there too. Connect with them on LinkedIn. They're very, very good resources to have. Make sure that you make that connection. Yes. Oh, and on the website, um, we have an event tomorrow. We have a webinar. So please join us. We do webinars um, once a month. So go out to our site and you'll see that along with other resources and blogs that will help information for any MSP to uh, build upon. Awesome. Well, I appreciate everyone for watching this. This whole session was recorded. If you need food, um, Darren, if you need food examples, should you be in other parts of the country, we are more than happy and capable of suggesting some places. Uh, otherwise, I appreciate everyone for watching. You will find a recorded session again of this online. Follow us every Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1 o'clock Eastern time, and we will have more people from Channel Strong Tour 2.0 on, and we can learn more a little bit as we go along. And maybe there's a couple of hints here that maybe we might be lining up future tours. So pay attention. Whoops. <laughs> Take it easy, everyone. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye. Bye.